Hey there, this is your host, Selena Robinson. You are listening to Journey to Gentle Podcast. I am a mama sharing my journey so you feel less alone, more educated, and more confident in your journey. Thank you for tuning in. So on our journey today, we will be talking about labels, about labeling our kids or labeling their behaviors, and even how the positive labels can have a negative effect, and what to do instead. So the first thing that I want to do is to read a short passage that I wrote. And this can be used in many different ways, and maybe I will use it again in a different episode, but the specific thing that I want to talk about in what I have written is labels. In my senior year of college, I worked with a kid that was only six years old. At six, they told me, I'm bad. It doesn't matter how hard I try to be good, I always end up doing something bad. That's who I am. I'm just bad. It's been five years and I still think of this kid every day. The thing is, the way that we talk to our kids is the way that they talk to themselves. We are their first teachers, their first guides. The little voice in their head sounds exactly like us, the adults in their life. Have you ever heard a child speak and then hear an adult that's close to them speak? Their speech pattern and grammar usage is usually pretty similar. Do you ever hear your parent or guardian's voice in your head speaking to you the way they did when you were growing up? Do you ever open your mouth to speak and your caregiver's words come spilling out? Even as adults, the way we were spoken to as a child stays with us. I'm not suggesting that you have to speak positively or perfectly to your child all the time. We're human. We're not perfect. What I am suggesting is that we take the time to reflect on our words. We question the labels we give ourselves, our children, and others. Rude, lazy, stupid, bossy defiant. They may start to believe this is who they are, and nothing can change that. For most of my life, I was labeled as lazy. This was who I became, and I owned that label. Now, as an adult, I've realized it wasn't that I was lazy, but that I was overwhelmed. I would take on a task with the goal of doing it perfectly. I would get overwhelmed with how much work it actually was, and I would end up in a bigger mess than I started with. Another thing we could do is focus on our and our children's strength instead of weaknesses. Use them to our advantage. We could do our best to model self-love. That can be difficult, I know. It's important for us to model the things we want to see in them. I want to end this with a message to that six-year-old child I met five years ago. I see you. You show up every day and try your hardest. I know it's hard, and I admire you. I admire your hard work. I want you to know you are enough and you are worthy. And that's it. (laughs) 
that's a little experience that I had and it literally took me five years to finally wrap my head around what bothered me so much about that. I really wish that I knew all of the things that I know now and that I could have helped this kid. Honestly, I was at a loss for words at the time and I, I didn't know how to help in that moment. Um, I'm thankful for the skills now so that I can so that I can help my kids and help other kids and help other adults and people now. So in what I wrote, I mentioned and focused more on negative labels. So some of the ones I have listed are rude, lazy, stupid, bossy, defiant. And a lot of times what people will do is say, okay, so how I can I change this? into something positive. The issue is is that a lot of times changing a negative label into some into a positive label can also not have the effect that you're hoping that it will. So I would say to be cautious with that too. Another experience that I had is being called smart all of my life and there are a set of expectations that come with being smart. And for me, at a young age, it led to me physically punishing myself in hopes that I would do better. Um, if, I, if someone would ask me a question and I got the answer wrong, I would punch myself in the forehead or bang my head against um, something hard as a way to punish myself. Maybe if I punished myself, I would do better. I'm supposed to be this smart person. I should know all of this stuff. I should know everything. I should get everything right. And there was a lot of pressure on me when I was younger to be what whatever smart was. One of the issues that I have and still struggle with with being labeled smart is that I'm not meeting the life expectations that my family would think that someone smart would do. So yes, I have a bachelor's degree in early childhood education, but I'm not teaching. That being smart, being able to make good grades and excel in school opens up this whole wide world and you'll be able to do so much and here I am a stay-at-home mom who has tried a couple of different business things that have failed and even though being a mom is so important and I do feel like I am doing important things in terms of the podcast and being a part of the Modman team of Gentle Parents United Facebook group, uh, my blog, my old YouTube channel that I used to make parenting videos on. It doesn't feel like enough because it's hard to explain. Um, 
And like, I don't know if anyone out there kind of feels similar. I'm constantly feeling like I should be doing more because of this label. And it's a, it's, it's a struggle, right? Like just because certain things I do don't work out doesn't mean that I'm any less smart. And just because I've been labeled as smart doesn't mean that I have to know everything. It doesn't mean that I should be able to make a quick witty comeback whenever somebody says something. Um, and it's okay that it takes me a long time to be able to process my thoughts and get words out. Like you can see that I'm, or you can hear that I am slightly struggling while recording this podcast and explaining what is so hard about this label that everyone thinks would be a positive label. And it's the expectations that come with it. So even if you call someone kind, you can think about the fact that we are human and we're not always kind or saying someone is just such a happy person. It might put pressure on them to always be happy, but again, we are human and we feel this wide range of emotions and they're not always going to be happy. Um, my, I remember when my oldest was younger, he was definitely such a happy baby. And as he's gotten older, he's had a lot harder time managing his emotions. And as you get older, things get more complicated and it can be a lot harder to manage. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with him, even though now he's having a harder time than what he did when he was a baby. My youngest, who is one and a half, is also pretty happy, typically easygoing. But sometimes he's not happy, and I can see people kind of try to rush him out of his sadness or out of his anger. It's like, come on, you're such a happy baby. Don't be upset. And it's like, sometimes he's happy, yes, but it's also okay for him to not be, you know? So even these positive labels can come with a ton of expectations that make it difficult for people. And of course, the negative labels can also be detrimental to a person's self-esteem or self-worth because that is then how uh, we tend to look at ourselves. So like for me growing up and being called lazy, like I own the mess out of that label. Um, someone would ask me to do something and I'd be like, nope, too lazy. Or I'd be like, I would do it, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> and now my response is typically different. So a lot of times it's not just laziness. Uh, half the time I am extremely exhausted, like right now so exhausted. I spend literally the first half of almost every day a zombie because I am half awake, half sleep. And it's not laziness, it's lack of sleep. Or like I'm currently in the playroom and it's a mess and that is overwhelm. I don't know where to put any of this stuff. It's not 
laziness, it's overwhelm, right? So there is a lot more going on than just that label. So it's a lot easier if we just don't label people um, because uh, label, it's pretty surface level. So all of this talking, what can we do instead, Selena? Because it, how are you just going to tell me not to label? Like, what do I do instead? In the little thing that I wrote, I made a couple of suggestions that I will go over, but there's one that I did not mention that I do think is actually pretty easy and a pretty useful tool, and that is sports casting instead of labeling. Sports casting is like um, a sports announcer narrating a a game, a football game or a basketball game and letting you know what happens. Oh, number 13 is making it to the hoop. He shoots and he misses. <laughs> Something like that. It's just, it's literally saying like what is going on right there in that moment. When my kiddo draws a picture, I try not to say oh that looks good or oh you're so creative um i will say something like you were very focused when you were drawing that picture of cartoon cat i see that you drew a lot of arms on cartoon cat and he's got really sharp teeth you use the color black because cartoon cat is black what do you think about your picture? And so we can ask them questions about uh, like how they feel about the picture um, because sometimes they might not like it and that's okay. Uh, even if they worked hard on it or they made a mistake, we don't have to say, oh no, 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 it's a good picture. You did great. We can, we can acknowledge what they did and that they don't like it. Mm, I don't really feel like that was a good example. So what is another example? Often I hear the kiddos called mean when they maybe hurt one of the other kids or they throw something. They, an adult, may call them mean. And um, instead of calling them mean, you can uh, say what you see. So you really didn't like that I didn't see you trying to hand me the trash, so you threw it. Or your brother took that toy you were playing with, so you screamed. So that these are examples of uh, sports casting versus labeling. So you say what you see versus a label, which could mean anything. <laughs> One of the most frustrating things for me right now is that my oldest will uh, call someone rude whenever he whenever someone does something that he doesn't like and I have to stop myself from being like I'm what I'm rude I'm trying to help you and I'm rude <laughs> you just threw that at me and I'm the one being rude <laughs> like this is literally what I want to say whenever he calls me rude because it irks me. But, and, no buts, and what I try to do is say that made you really mad, didn't it? You really didn't like when I did that or when I said this. And instead of being offended by what he labeled me, 
I can recap what happened. I will also ask my partner to do the same thing if he says that uh, someone was being rude or mean. Um, I will ask him to be a bit more specific about what happened because rude, mean, could mean so many things to so many people. What my five-year-old considers to be rude or mean is not the same as what an adult considers to be rude or mean. So I try to get more into the specifics of what's going on. And so yeah, that's sports casting and hopefully that's helpful. One of the other things that I mentioned is focusing on our and our children's strength instead of weaknesses and using them to our advantage. Okay, so here's an example from my, with my oldest, because that's, this is honestly the easiest way for me to think of examples. But uh, kiddo is really creative he loves telling stories and he loves uh, drawing pictures and a lot of times when something will happen instead of saying that he did it he may say someone else did it like a ghost did it we apparently have a ghost in our house and I'm cool with that and so um like he's got this really vivid imagination and I just roll with it I'm not going to uh, call him a liar for saying that he didn't do it or that the ghost did it. I'm just gonna roll with it. You know what? Doesn't matter who did it. Let's get it cleaned up. Maybe we can have a talk with the ghost later. Would you like to help me talk to the ghost later about what happened? Um, would the ghost like to help us clean up or could you help me clean up? Maybe we can find another way for the ghost to do this so that it doesn't make as big of a mess or so that it doesn't hurt anyone. That way it gives my kiddo the tools to be able to solve this problem better the next time. Of course, we're going to have to practice those tools. Another example with myself personally and uh, with like the lazy label, I think would be with the smarts and the fact that I should be able to clean up a room, no problem, because I'm so smart, uh, but I apparently have trouble with it. So we can figure out what it is that I'm good at and use that as a way to or something that I like and use that as a way to help me clean this room um, so like I have the kids toys organized and there are lots of bins and I am great at organizing the big stuff or the things that are alike and so we have a dinosaur bin and an action figure bin, a train bin, a car bin. Um, we have a puzzle shelf. So like all of those bigger things are organized. It's the tiny things that drive me up the wall. I can literally organize all of the big stuff. And then when there's only little stuff left, my mind goes blank. And that is where I need the help. My strength, organizing the big stuff. So how can we use that? And then weakness, small stuff. So maybe I can have someone come in and help me with the smaller things. 
hopefully that makes sense in terms of using, uh, focusing on our strength and using those to be able to get things done. And the other thing that I said is modeling self-love. The way that we talk to our children is the way that they will talk to themselves, but they will also see the way that we talk to and think about ourselves. And they will pick up a lot of those things. One of the words that I'm trying to stop using is crazy because it is ableist. And I didn't even think about it until I heard my five-year-old start using the word and it just felt so weird coming out of his mouth. It's one of those things that really makes you wake up to the language that you use when you're around your kid. You don't think about um, a lot of the things that you say because it's just a part of your normal life until your kid says them. And especially with the way that we talk about ourselves and other people, our kids pick up on that. And I want to love my authentic self to be able to share that love with my kiddo, to show them what self-love looks like. I cannot control whether or not they love themselves. If I could, I'd make them love themselves, their authentic selves, who they are. But I cannot control that. What I can control is the way that I talk to myself, is the way that I treat myself, is how I love myself. And I want them to know what that looks like so I can show them what I think that looks like for me, if that makes sense. And that is going to be it for this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on this journey today. Hopefully this will help you in your parenting journey and as you walk through life. And until next time, this has been Selena with Journey to Gentle. Bye.